0: Welcome to The Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I am your host Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is a number one online community and weekly podcast dedicated to supporting content creators and influencers in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We provide insight into the business, branding, SEO, content creation, and more of what it takes to be a successful online influencer. We've got influencer interviews and in depth discussions to help you achieve your goals and see results online. To get the most out of Beauty in the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group and check out our Beauty in the Vlog website for show notes and more. Also, if you're new, then welcome and please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single weekly episode. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties! Erica here with another episode for you. I hope that you guys all had an amazing Christmas holiday and holiday season so far. And I know we're nearing into the new year. So I hope you guys are thinking about your goals and all those fun things that you do when you start thinking about the new year. If you're part of the Facebook group, we do talk a lot about goals in there and people leave their goals and post them so that they're held accountable. So if you're not part of the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group, make sure that you join. And before we dive into the guests for this episode of Beauty in the Vlog, I want to first of all remind you that the waitlist is available for the Beauty and the Vlog Mastermind. I've actually changed it to call the Beauty and the Vlog YouTube Bootcamp. And I'll give you a little bit more information about it right now. And you can decide if it's something that you want to add your name to the waitlist. There is a limited number of spots. So if you are on the waitlist and you have first dibs to purchase one of those spots before they all fill up. The reason I change it to the boot camp is because it's a 360 program that's going to help your YouTube channel in a matter of 60 or 90 days, depending on the package that you select. So if you go to beautyinthevlog.com forward slash work with me, I list the three packages. There's silver, gold, and diamond. And depending on what you want to do and what you're looking for to do, Uh, you can select which package that you want. But the waitlist, it it actually doesn't matter what package you're not selecting, whatever package. But this is just to give you an idea of what is going to be available. The bootcamp will comprise of the mastermind section, which is going to be a private Facebook group. I'm also utilizing another application that allows for video text messaging, which is really cool, and other video type conferencing. So it's going to be accountability, we're going to do checklists, we're going to do activities, there's going to be weekly activities and different topics, we're going to do deep dives on different topics. So, you know, if you're really looking to fast track your YouTube channel and you're really wanting to make 2018 your year, it's going to be really effective for you because you're going to be holding yourself accountable, we're going to be writing up goals, we're going to be figuring out your niche and your why and all those things. And you'll be able to do it amongst other peers who have chosen to invest in their YouTube channel to be part of the Beauty in the Vlog uh, boot camp. The other portion of the bootcamp is the strategy sessions with me. So depending on the package you select will determine the number of strategy sessions that you have with me. And that's the one-on-one time that I work with you. And we have actually a very intense workbook that you're going to fill out and I'll give my critique on your channel and we'll go over your niche and do all those things that will work together to improve your channel and the mastermind is available for 60 to 90 days also depending on the package. So head over to beautyandheblog.com forward slash work with me to see what it's all about. And if you are interested to put yourself on that wait list, like I said, the people on the wait list are gonna get first dibs at the spots and they're gonna be notified before it's announced publicly when enrollment happens. And if you're new to the Beauty in the Vlog podcast and welcome and if the bootcamp sounds interesting to you, I would also encourage you to check out the last couple episodes that I had with Emma, who she was a student of the bootcamp last year. And as a result of our time together, our strategy sessions and her time in the bootcamp, she went from less than a thousand subscribers to over 300,000 in less than a year. So really incredible story. And it's a two-part story. So head back to last week's and the week before. For episode to check that out. All right, so for this episode, I am chatting with Jenny of Confetti Social. We talk a lot about Pinterest in this episode. I know that's a topic that I get asked a lot about, and for me personally, I've seen a lot of incredible results from Pinterest. Uh, to be honest, the majority of my website traffic actually comes from Pinterest. I would have to say that definitely more than fifty percent. I even think upwards of, I have to check my numbers, but upwards of 60 to 70% of my website traffic actually comes from Pinterest. So it's been a game changer for me personally. And I do believe in the platform. And I did have a couple other... Episodes on Pinterest, and I will link those in the show notes if you're wanting to learn more about Pinterest and you haven't checked those older episodes out as well. But for this episode, Jenny from Confetti Social goes dives deep into Pinterest. So Jenny is a social media strategist and a coach that helps female entrepreneur entrepreneurs up-level their business one social media post at a time. She also hosts the Savvy Social Hour podcast, which strives to help passionate women up-level their business and a rock star entrepreneurs in no time. When she's not working on her business or recording podcast episodes, she's hanging out with her husband and her golden doodle pup. So Jenny... And I did do a podcast collaboration, so if you want to hear me on Jenny's podcast, make sure you check out her Savvy Social Hour podcast, where I am interviewed and I talk all about YouTube and how you grow on YouTube and my best pieces of advice when it comes to growing on YouTube. So definitely check out her podcast and show her some love. But without further ado, here is our guest for this week. So hi, Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And, you know, I know you're a blogger, which is great. And I've been getting requests more and more to have, you know, bloggers and people like that on the show. So I think it's great that you're here and that you can kind of share that aspect. Uh, But, you know, before we kind of dive in, you know, first thing I always ask people when they come on the show is, you know, what what inspired you to start blogging? Like, give me a little bit of your um, history and how you ended up where you're at today.
1: So I was working at an internship after I graduated from college. Um, It was in the oil and gas industry, which is super boring. So I kind of wanted a creative outlet because my day job was so like, not me and so boring. So I kind of discovered blogging. I had kind of dabbled in it a little bit in college, just kind of had a private blog and I had a Zanga back in high school. And so I've been on the internet for a while, but it was my first take at really like making it public. So I, in 2015, I started my blog and, um, just to kind of use it as a creative outlet. I didn't really expect much to come out of it, but now I'm getting sponsored opportunities and all that stuff. And I really, really did not expect that. Like it was just shocking to me that that was even a thing. Like I started just to write about cute clothes and makeup and things like that. And then it kind of turned into more of a business, which is awesome, but definitely did not expect that when I started back in February of 2015.
0: So, um, for now with your blog, so what, what exactly do you focus on now? And are you doing blogging full-time or is that just part of what you do or where are you at today with your, your blogging experience?
1: So my blog is lifestyle focused. So I talk about a variety of things from fashion to beauty, to travel, um, and even like goal setting. So it's pretty broad, but I like to keep it that way because, um, I'm able to talk about a bunch of different things I love versus just one topic. Um, but it's not my blogging is not my full-time job. My full-time job is my business confetti social. Um, and I, it's a social media marketing agency, so I do social media for other female entrepreneurs and help them with their strategy.
0: That's awesome. So what, uh, what type of advice would you give somebody who say is looking to, um, looking to maybe they have a blog and they've had it for a little while, but just kind of like not going anywhere. Like what, what piece of advice would you give them to kind of like fuel their blog or just kind of get it taken to that next level?
1: Really just going in and kind of reevaluating everything that you're doing, taking a look at your Google Analytics, seeing which posts your audience really resonate with, and just kind of going from there. Because if you're writing content that your audience doesn't care about, then you're not going to see good results. So you really need to write about what your audience is really wanting from you versus what you want to write about.
0: And so how are you able to grow your audience?
1: I really focused on social media just because I was a social media manager in the corporate world and I wanted to, um, kind of turn my own social media into something bigger than what it was. So I really just focused on social media. That's how I worked to grow my audience. Um, Pinterest was a huge thing for me. That's how I really grew my blog and my traffic Mm -hmm. and then got people onto other channels. So yeah, social media was a big aspect of it. SEO, um, I mean, I'm still working on it, but that definitely wasn't what drove people to my website. Yeah. SEO is something that, especially for
0: blogs, I mean, because I've I've kind of dabbled in it too, just because, you know, with being in the Vlog, there's like a blog component to it. This is like a blog post with every episode and I get traffic from Google, but like to, if you're really going to like spend time and energy on SEO, it's like something that you have to spend so much effort for and it's it's a lot i've found that i've gotten more success too from like pinterest and other like facebook other outlets versus just google seo
1: exactly same and even my facebook group is helping drive traffic to my um blogs as well over seo i mean seo is important i implement it on all my posts but it's not the biggest traffic driver for me personally
0: so what uh, what social media do you feel is the best traffic driver Pinterest, hands
1: down. Like that's where most of my traffic comes from. And then in second place for me is Facebook. Um, I do have a strong following on Instagram for my lifestyle blog, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really drive traffic to my website like the other two do.
0: When did you start doing Pinterest?
1: Like when did you start really taking it seriously for your blog? Well, I was a very early adopter of Pinterest Mm -hmm. where I was just kind of like, you know, pinning random recipes and random things that I would never, ever do. (laughs) But thought I would. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I started taking it seriously um probably about eight to ten months after starting my blog Mm. because I realized the importance of it. I loved like using it as a regular user. But once I kind of realized that it can actually drive traffic to my website, I started making like pinnable graphics and things like that so that um people could really find me on Pinterest and get led back to my website.
0: Yeah. Pinterest is when I discovered using Pinterest and I started using it, like I wasn't even using it to try and bring traffic to to the podcast and to Beauty and the Vlog. And when I started doing that, I saw like a huge jump in traffic. I was like, oh my God, like this is incredible. Pinterest is, is really fantastic because it's, you know, it's a search engine in itself. And there's, I mean, I don't know the stats on Pinterest, but I know that there's like so many users and that people that just go directly into Pinterest and search like whatever they're looking for.
1: Yeah. And the thing to know about Pinterest is that it is more of a search engine than a social media channel. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people think to use it as social media, but that's not really what you need to be doing to be successful. And that's
0: why I think so many bloggers have found success on Pinterest because it is really a a search engine. Like you said, like, I don't see it as like a social media because I mean, how would, I mean, you're a social media professional. Like how, what, what, like, what do you even define as social media?
1: Like how do you even define it? To me it's just really being able to interact with people. And mm-hmm. on Pinterest, like other than commenting on someone's pin and like sending messages, there's no way to really truly interact mm-hmm. because it's just repinning others content. You're not really, you know, exchanging um, words with anyone other than just by repinning their pin. So, it's just not social in that aspect.
0: So, how would you recommend for somebody say cuz a lot of my listeners are YouTube people, like how could they utilize Pinterest to expand their traffic to Uh, to YouTube?
1: So I actually work with a girl who is also on YouTube. So, and I make her pens for Pinterest Mm -hmm. and I really just make them like I would make any blog pen, just, you know, just long vertical Mm pens and kind of just put the topic that she's talking about and attach her YouTube um, post instead of a blog post or a website. And it drives traffic to her channel. So Really? It definitely works for YouTube, um, as well. It's not just blog posts or websites.
0: So you, you create the pin and then, and then it links directly to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to uh, add in a website and you can just put in a YouTube URL. So you don't have, you don't feel that people get turned off that they're linking to a video as opposed to say like a blog post.
1: I mean, I haven't experienced that. Um, I kind of like to experiment with templates. So I'll do one that looks like it's more of a blog post. And then one that like, is more of like a YouTube thumbnail Thumbnail. type situation. Yeah. So um, they both convert pretty well. And I haven't had any people complain that I know of that were unhappy. I mean, if they were, they they were quiet about it. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, let's talk a little bit about
0: that too, because, you know, you mentioned that you were helping out Uh, you work with somebody and you do their pins. I know one of the things that you and I were talking about offline, Jenny, was just the idea of like, you know, kind of outsourcing certain things to kind of help, help with your, you know, your content. Cause it's just so much work. I mean, it's so much work to try and do YouTube and then say, do something like Pinterest and then do something like Facebook. So, you know, what, what are your recommendations as a blogger, you know, to kind of try and maybe bring people onto your team and, You know, people to to help out what you're already doing.
1: So I really think the key to outsourcing is getting to know the person that you are going to work with. You want to be a good fit with them, just like I want to be a good fit with the people that I manage their social media for. They want to feel that same connection with me. Mm -hmm. So really, it's just about getting to know that person and kind of just making sure that you mesh well. Um, I only work with lifestyle brands and businesses, so basically other bloggers and people in that space. Um, just because I know that's what I like to do. And it's primarily beauty, fashion, lifestyle type focus, not necessarily like food bloggers or things like that, just cause that's not interesting to me. And, mm. um, you know, I don't want to do anything that is not interesting. So yeah. That, and then I have like that track record of people that I'm working with that are in that specific field. So people are more likely to feel comfortable with me because I've worked with people that do the same thing as them
0: before. So how would, so like, what are the, some of the things that you recommend that people do
1: outsource? Um, I would, I mean, since I am a social media manager, I do recommend social media just because someone can emulate your voice, um, in their, in your social media posts without you having to do it yourself. And, you know, scheduling posts does help, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you're trying to focus on creating content and, you know, promoting it and all the behind the scenes things, Social media can kind of get lost, so that's one of the things I really recommend outsourcing because it's not something that you need to do for it to be successful. Like the actual influencer does not have to be behind the social media post.
0: But I think it's a lot for somebody to just say, "I'm just going to outsource all my social media" when them themselves are like an influencer and that's that's what they're doing, like they're they're posting. So, like how like if someone is an influencer, say you know they're an Instagram influencer or say YouTube influencer. Like what, what aspects of social
1: media specifically would you say? So not necessarily the content creation, because obviously I can't like yeah. be in their picture because, you know, it's all about them, <laughs> yeah. but really just like, you know, creating captions, even like, obviously the photos and things like that will be them. And that'll be on them. Cause I can't take those photos for them or star in them, but, um, really just c- creating captions that are engaging and kind of helping them craft responses that are, Interesting and kind of get people to comment and things like that. So that's a big thing. I help them with like hashtag research on Instagram and things like that. And with Pinterest, a lot of the girls just don't want to do any of it. Mm -hmm. So basically, I make the pin graphics for them. I do all the behind the scenes SEO stuff on Pinterest and all that. So really, it's just like the minor things. Like they're still the face of their brand, and no one knows that there's someone on the other side that isn't the person commenting, responding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Pinterest is a really great one just because, yeah, like you said, like it's like it's just creating images and stuff like that. Instagram is good too. But yeah, you do have to really be able to capture their voice because I think more and more important are the descriptions in the Instagram posts, you know. Exactly. Uh, And so you have to be able to, to capture. Like if someone said, you know, I need help with my Instagram and they came to you, like what exactly, like how would that even work? Like they would give you like photos and like access to their account and then you would just kind of figure it out from there or like what, like how would that even work?
1: So usually with the people that I work with on Instagram, they will send me the photos that they're planning on posting for that week. Mm -hmm. And I will kind of look at the photo and they'll tell me like, okay, this is from here. And then they'll kind of already have it set up with like to know it or whatever type thing they use. And then I'll actually like write a caption and then, you know, questions work really good on Instagram because you know you don't want people just saying oh that's a cute skirt you want people to actually like have meaningful conversations with yeah. you so i like to craft like good call to action so that that person is actually getting engagement more than just oh that's a cute outfit
0: mm-hmm. yeah questions are huge well you have to get that engagement now on on instagram
1: to get the to get your images seen Exactly. It's such a hard platform to handle these days. So you yeah. definitely need to get creative with what you're doing versus just saying, oh, here's my outfit. Go buy it here. Yeah,
0: which is why I I, I think more and more like exploring something like Pinterest for influencers or social YouTubers is such a good option. And I think it's underutilized. I think it's very it's very uh, heavily utilized in like the blogging community, but still in like the YouTube community, it's, it's really not like most people are not even touching Pinterest.
1: Yeah. I've noticed that myself too. Cause I'll scroll through my feed and I'll see a bunch of bloggers, mm-hmm. but very rarely will I see a YouTuber mm-hmm. and that's why I'm, I would love to work with YouTubers because I think they need to drive that traffic to their videos as well. So if somebody is you
0: know, on YouTube and they've never even done anything with Pinterest, like what would you recommend they do to get started and to kind of, you know, start putting a few pins of their stuff on, on Pinterest?
1: So they really need to make a board that is specifically dedicated to those pins that'll go straight to their YouTube videos, because if they're just pinning it to random boards, no one's going to really know what they're doing or they're not going to be able to find those pins. Mm-hmm. So really just ha- having a board that houses all of those pins, is like a big deal because then people, when they go to their profile, they can be, okay, this person is a YouTuber. They, these are all the videos that they've made. Great. Um, and also I recommend, um, joining some group boards because that's the way that you will get traffic to those pins. Yeah. Group boards are like huge. Yeah, yeah, they really are. And like, the, I mean, if I had never joined Group Boards, I wouldn't be experiencing the traffic that I am from Pinterest. So that's really the key to driving traffic to your website.
0: How do you feel about Group board, Boards versus the Tailwind drives? And for those of you listening, just a brief background before she gets into that that answer. Tailwind is uh, it's kind of like a software that automates your Pinterest pins. Which anybody who's like actually serious about doing Pinterest, I highly recommend when I know there's another one too. I haven't tried it. And Jenny, you probably know more about that, but within Tailwind, there's like a feature called tribes where like people can share each other's pins and all that. So I'm curious what your perspective is on that.
1: So I actually use both tribes and group boards because I feel like they serve different purposes mm-hmm. with group boards. Your pins are already on Pinterest. They live on that group board, that kind of thing. But with Tailwind, you are pinning the pin from Pinterest into the tribe, and then it's up to the people in that tribe to share it. So um, a lot of the tribes usually say pin one pin per every pin that you submit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think they both serve different purposes. They both work pretty well. You just have to know which tribes to join and which group boards to join that you're going to be able to um, benefit from that traffic. How do people find like good group boards? For me, there's two ways to find group boards personally. So one of them is the website pen groupie. It's not updated all the time, but you can kind of search, um, and find different group boards and different niches. Um, and it's it's really easy to use. You'll just type in whatever you're looking for. Say you're looking for like fashion group boards. So you type in fashion and then mm-hmm. a bunch will populate. And some of them will be really active, some of them won't. You really have to weed out the bad ones. But that's one way. And then a second way is just by searching um, on people in your niches boards on Pinterest because they might be a part of group boards that you want to join. And it's easier that way, I think, because mm-hmm. you can just go straight to that person's profile and find a ton of group boards.
0: That's how I found my group boards. It's just by going under people kind of similar niche to me uh, and, and seeing the group boards that they're a part of. I found King Groupie, the website is just really outdated.
1: Yeah, uh, it definitely is. They are starting to update it again, but for a while it was like the boards hadn't been updated in like a year or so, which was not helpful at all, but
0: Erica here, and I hope you are enjoying my interview with Jenny. I want to remind you that if you are interested in being a part of the Beauty and the Vlog bootcamp for 2018, that you head over to beautyandthevlog.com forward slash work with me to put yourself on the wait list. Those that are on the wait list are going to get notified first when enrollment opens and they have the first opportunity to purchase their spot before they run out. All right, back to the interview. So when you're looking at, you know, Pinterest and you're getting started on Pinterest, or maybe, you know, I know some people listening, they already are on Pinterest and know they're using it. What are some metrics that they should look at to kind of give them an idea if they're, you know, if they're going in the right direction? Because I know even for me, like the analytics are kind of like using like, there's like the views, the impressions, the pins, repins. So what what do you look at?
1: I've heard that a lot, actually, by people being confused by the analytics. And it's funny because I'm not usually an analytical person. But the Pinterest analytics just makes so much sense to me. But basically, I recommend just looking at the repin count and the website clicks, because that is going to be what really matters, especially website clicks. So that'll show you exactly how many people are going to that pin uh, to your website or your YouTube channel.
0: Um, And that really helps
1: like kind of see what pins are performing the best so that you can capitalize on that.
0: Yeah. I I've seen that the, the website, like what about like
1: monthly viewers? Does that even matter? Yes. And no, I mean, it's really, that's just how many people are seeing your stuff. Um, of course the higher that is the higher chances you have of people actually stumbling upon your content, but it's not the be it, all end all type metric that you should be measuring, but it's definitely important.
0: I'm curious cuz I was always wondering about
1: that like what what would be considered like a, a good monthly view amount I mean I would say 200,000 and more is a pretty good view I mean there are people who have millions of views mm-hmm. um every month but the more attainable goal is you know around 200,000 a month and then you can work up from there a lot of people that I work with are starting at the very bare minimum so mm-hmm. they have between 20 and 40,000 monthly views, which is, you know, pretty low, mm-hmm. but, um, that's usually around where people start. Some people even start with like, you know, zero, mm-hmm. but it's just like one of those things that you need to build up. And once you're, you start pinning more and, you know, making yourself more known on Pinterest, the, the higher your monthly views are going to be. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, how often should people be pinning? Every single day. And I usually recommend like 30 to 50 a day, sometimes more. Wow. 30 I know to 50. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds crazy. Yeah. but But it's not only your own content because mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to pin all your own content because then pinners is like, wait, they're not, you know, sharing, <laughs> the, sharing love. the love. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. They're just pinning their own stuff. So, you know, it's not that hard to pin that many pins when you're only pinning some of your own content.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's 30 50s. Yeah, that's what you. I've been hearing like around 30, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to pick it up and start doing closer to 50.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really not that difficult once you get into it, especially if you use tools like Tailwind or mm-hmm. Board Booster. They make it so much easier for you to already have your content going out. So then you just need to focus on pinning similar content to yours. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so what should people look at when it comes to Pinterest SEO? your descriptions are really important and including keywords in those descriptions is really helpful. So say you are talking about like a white sweater and you want people to find you when they search white sweater. So you want to say this white sweater from, you know, J crew or Nordstrom or something like that. And you really want to add that word in, um, don't be spammy or keyword stuffy with it, mm-hmm. but you just want to make sure that you're adding that keyword in um, organically so that you can kind of be discovered under when people search white sweater. And yeah, definitely. so I
0: mean so SEO is is important in Pinterest like it is everywhere else. Yes, of course. I mean it's
1: I don't think it's as complicated as Google's algorithm yeah. <laughs> but it's still it's still something that is you need to kind of figure out.
0: What are, when you're working with clients and people for their Pinterest account and you're kind of getting in there and say, cleaning them up a little bit, what are some of the mistakes that you see people doing in Pinterest?
1: Not utilizing rich pens. So rich pens are where your pen kind of has like a bolder title and it stands out more on the feed because it has like your website at the bottom. And that really helps you stand out. And a lot of people that I work with, they don't have that basic simple thing explain to people like what is a rich pin so a rich pin basically there's a couple different types there's like article movie um recipe things like that so it basically just gives your pin a bolder nice title so that when people are searching on pinterest it kind of catches your eye a little bit um i mean most people have them now so it's not mm-hmm. as eye-catching as it used to be, but it's just nice because it gives you a little more background on the specific pinner that is pinning that pin versus just, you know, a regular pinner.
0: And then does that, is it just that rich pins are come up more in searches or like, why is it so important for someone to have a rich, a rich pin?
1: I think, uh, it does help the search engine factor, but also it just looks a little more professional and Mm. it does help people kind of like see you as an expert in that industry versus just someone who's pinning a recipe from a random person. Mm. Uh, What are like some other mistakes that you see? Um, I think a lot of people don't utilize a business account. So Mm. a lot of people just have a regular account and not having a business account really just, you know, you can't do rich pins. If you don't have one, you Mm -hmm. can't, you can't connect your website. You don't get access to analytics. So it's really beneficial to have a business account, even if you want to be remotely serious about Pinterest.
0: And it's not like the mystery behind the Instagram business account where everyone's like, should I do business? Is it going to lower my, <laughs> my no, reach? No,
1: no, <laughs> no. it does
0: not be afraid of getting a Pinterest business account.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it only helps you. It really mm-hmm. just kind of helps you see like what is going on. Because, you know, you can use Google Analytics and it'll show you, but this kind of shows you what pins are the most popular in a more condensed way. Yeah, no,
0: definitely for for sure. And then what about like, like uh, your following on Pinterest? I've heard it just, it really doesn't matter.
1: And you're right. A a few years ago, before they implemented the smart feed, it mattered a lot, but Mm. not so much anymore. You know, you would have 11,000 followers or 1,000 followers and still get the same amount of traffic. It's just really what group boards you're on and how you're utilizing SEO and really just like about how you're going about it versus, you know, your followers aren't going to see every single thing you pin. Yeah. They may not even see like a fourth of it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, so it sounds like that you're a big believer in group boards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I attribute most of my growth to. I mean, on my lifestyle blogs, Pinterest, I do have 11,000 followers and that did matter when I was first starting with Mm -hmm. Pinterest, but not so much anymore. I mean, I still see, I see similar growth on my Pinterest for my business and it only has a thousand something followers. So what makes a good group board, like if you're
0: looking at a group board and you and you find one, you're like, and that you get excited, like, oh god, I, I need to join this one. Like, what makes a really good group board that you know that'll really help you?
1: So for me, I like to join group boards that have a high following but not a high amount of contributors. Mm-hmm. So the ones that have like between fifty and a hundred are okay to join, but any more than that, it's just oversaturated, and your content is going to kind of get hidden a lot quicker. Fifty to so, hundred contributors, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Less is even better if it has a decent amount of following, but you don't want to be in a group board that has like 200 plus contributors. Cause it's not going to really benefit you at all because mm. everyone's pinning and your content is just going to get hidden immediately. Mm. So really just like high board following, but lower on the contributor side. Mm. And
0: what would, what would you consider to be like a high board following?
1: Um, I would say, I mean, as long as they have more followers than you have personally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, For me, um, on my business one, since I have a 1,300 followers or something like that, I'd want to join anything that has more than that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, that's good. And so how many group boards
1: should people try and be a part of,
0: or it's just like the more the merrier?
1: In my opinion, it's best to kind of test out between 10 and 15 and see which ones are working the best and then kind of narrow it down and the way you can do that is with this, I use Tailwind and Board Booster um, in um, together because I feel like one has features that the other doesn't have and vice versa. So Board Booster is also another scheduling tool for Pinterest. The only thing that's bad about it is that it's not approved by Pinterest, but I like mm-hmm. to use it to kind of look and see um, where I'm performing best on group boards because they have a tab called Group Performance. And you'll you can see like a board booster know. does, yes, oh, which is really really cool. Tailwind doesn't have that, I don't think so. No, yeah. So you can basically see, and it'll tell you like the percentage of your pins that you're pinning on that board, and then like how many how you're doing essentially. Oh, and then, I almost want to get board booster just for that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they do have a free trial, and then the <laughs> it's like five dollars a month for yeah. the lowest plan, so it's not too expensive. But it's just nice to be able to see where you're performing well and where you're not. So you can just get off those boards that aren't doing you any favors. Mm. Yeah. So
0: what would you think would be like good? Like what are some, where would you be happy at? Like number of repins or anything like that?
1: For me on board research shows you like, if it's point whatever percent. So basically, um, I get rid of the ones that are 0.00 because yeah. you know that's not doing you any favors. And I like to stay on, on it for at least two to three months. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the first month I could do not so great, but I've only been on it for a month. So that's not really in like, it's not a good indicator if that board is good or not. So give it a couple months and then kind of get rid of it after three months, if you are still at 0.00. But I would say like anything on Pinterest between, or higher is good because, you know, like group boards are, um, they have, if they have a high amount of contributors and you're already on that group board, but you're doing okay, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with staying on it.
0: Mm -hmm. So how, how often would you like share to a group board?
1: I, typically do it when I first publish the post. Mm -hmm. So it'll go to all my group boards that are relevant when I first publish it. And I usually do it about 30 days later on a loop. So every Mm -hmm. 30 days that pin will be republished to that board because I don't want people to see it like two days later and be like, wait, this was here yesterday.
0: So you will actually repin the same pin to a group board a month later?
1: Yes. Hmm. Because I want it to continue circulating Pinterest because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes one once isn't enough. And on Pinterest, you really need to, um, to gain that traction. Sometimes it can take three to six months, Yeah, you know, it not, it's not instant gratification like a lot of other social media channels.
0: Yeah. It definitely takes time. But I think Pinterest is one of those that if you put the time in, you'll definitely see results.
1: Yeah. Because I have a pen from, you know. March of 2016, that still brings me traffic to this day. Mm-hmm. So it's like the more time and effort you put into it, the better your results are going to be in the long run. And it's not going to be instantaneous. And people tend to get discouraged because of that, but mm-hmm. it's just one of those things you need to just like be patient.
0: And then, so uh, how are you able to keep track of the pins that you pinned onto the the group boards? Like knowing that you pinned one and now you're going to do it 30 days. How are you able to keep track of all that?
1: So if you're using a scheduler, it's pretty easy because mm-hmm. on Boardwister there's also a feature <laughs> for campaigns. Mm-hmm. So you can do like, um, and you can set like once every 30 days mm-hmm. on the random setting. So that's a cool feature. But if you're going to do it manually, you can, ju- I would just use a spreadsheet or something. It's a little more outdated of a method, but mm-hmm. it still works. And if you're on a budget, then, yeah. you know, one of those things.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Uh, That's awesome. I mean, you gave us some really great Pinterest tips. Um, And so what, okay, so then we could just, yeah, that's it. And I don't know what else I can ask you about Pinterest. I'm trying to think
1: if there's, is there anything else that I missed that you think people need to know about Pinterest? Um, I mean, not really just mm-hmm. like really optimizing your profile from the get go and mm, getting yeah. a business account is just super essential and something you need to do right now if you haven't yet. So, yeah. And in images, like where do you create the images? So I've used Canva a lot. That one works good mm-hmm. and it's free. And, but I also have Photoshop templates too. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. use, like I have had someone create me templates cause I'm definitely not a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I'll just pop in the image and change the title and call it a day. So
0: yeah, I have templates on Canva too. And I think it's the templates are great. Like, especially if like, it's also good because it kind of creates like a branding also. So, you know, I I have like three or four different templates that have like all my branding on them. And then I just
1: kind of rotate between those. Exactly. Keeping it consistent is perfect. And the good Mm -hmm. thing about um, having different types of templates is you get so you said you have four templates, to get four mm-hmm. chances to promote the exact same post, but just with a different template.
0: Yeah. That's the other trick too, is, you know, I have, yeah, I have one, you we'll know, say one post and then I'll actually like switch up, say the title of it. Um, obviously it's, it's it's reflecting the content in the post, but mm-hmm. I'll just, on some days I'll just create a random looking one, just like not even related to my blog, just to see how it performs. Because you can create, I mean, th- and that's the other thing too, like say you don't have a ton of content or your mm-hmm. blogger just starting off or your, your YouTuber just starting off and you don't have like a ton of content, you can create multiple pins for the same posts and you can play around with it and you could see, okay, what's more catching? Like, is this
1: better? or Is this not? And so I played around with it that way too. Exactly. And I do the same thing. It really helps to see what um, type of design your audience is resonating with. And it gives you more bang for your buck. So you're not just, you know, after you pin it once, you can, you know, you don't have to completely get rid of that topic. You can kind of come back days or months later and say, oh, here's a new template, but Mm -hmm. the same exact
0: post. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing that right now, going back to some of my best, my most downloaded episodes and saying like, okay, I can like, do a really cool pin for this or that and all that. So I think there's a lot of fun things that, that you can do with Pinterest. It is a whole new platform. It does take work. Um, it's great that there's people like you, Jenny, that like, you know, you help people with with their Pinterest because it, it just can get overwhelming, but I think it's a platform that, you know, if you're looking for different ways to grow your content, your blog, your YouTube channel, I think it's definitely one to explore. So,
1: exactly definitely recommended
0: yeah so okay Jenny where you know where can people find you it's been amazing having you on the show I do want everyone to know too that Jenny has a new podcast that's coming out and so um, definitely check out her podcast I am a guest on her podcast one of the first guests which is awesome so definitely check her out give her some love over on our new podcast and other than than that though where can people find you if they want to work with you if you want to check out your blog where where uh, can you direct everyone
1: Okay, so I have two blogs, of course, so it's a little more complicated, mm-hmm. but um, my business is confetti social.com and then my blog is breakfast at lilies.com. And then for social media, um, for both of them, it's either at confetti social or at breakfast at lilies for the majority of my channels that I like to use. So, and what's your podcast going to be called? It is called the Savvy Social Hour.
0: The Savvy Social Hour. Okay, awesome. So for for those of you guys listening, I'm going to have all this in the show notes. Uh, Check out the show notes, beautyandthevlog.com forward slash confetti social, and you'll get all the links and everything there. So thank you so much, Jenny. This was awesome. You gave some really great tips. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Jenny. Make sure you head over to her podcast to hear my interview over there where I talk all about YouTube and I will put the link in the show notes. The show notes for this episode are at beautyinthevlog.com forward slash confetti social. And don't forget if you're interested in the Beauty and the Vlog bootcamp for 2018 that you head over to beautyinthevlog.com forward slash work with me to put your name on the wait list so that you have first dibs and nab your spot before they fill out. Hope you guys have an amazing week and an amazing new year. Mwah. Well, that's it that's our episode and i hope you enjoyed it and if you stayed this long do me a huge huge favor and leave a review on itunes five stars would be amazing it helps more than you know helping other people find the beauty and the vlog podcast also make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode and if you're not a part of the beauty and the vlog family on our facebook group make sure you join for lots of support collaborations and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on youtube this is erica and i will see you next week